0: and welcome to another edition of the africast my name is brendan lots and joining me on this bitterly cold friday is robin licetti howdy and clinton matos hello again everybody uh of course we will be chatting about uh the biggest news of the week this week which is not elon musk although i suppose he is sort of in the headlines uh but we're going to be talking about disney plus a little bit later um before we get to that though how are you guys doing did you have a good week
1: yeah, I, uh, I got my days mixed up, and I thought we were uh, close to the Friday, but now we're on the real Friday, so I'm very excited for the week to be over. And yourself, Robin?
2: Yeah, I've been living with a hot water bottle permanently strapped to my body, so yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Much the same, I've been camped out in front of my heater uh, all week. Uh, unfortunately, there is load shedding this evening so eh, not not fun right let's get into the news of the week though uh robin you've got some news about icasa and 33 5 5g sites by 2024
2: tell me more yes yeah, so as people may or may not know uh, icasa uh, recently completed their 5g spectrum auction direct in quite a sizable amount for over 14 billion rand and they'll be using uh we're hoping majority of those funds to assist as far as improving the infrastructure goes, and then upgrading the entire network to 5G. Um, this was kind of unpacked a little bit for us uh, during a budget speech by the minister for the Department of Communications, uh, for the Department of Communications and Digital Technologies. I'm not going to try and say her surname. I uh, know I will butcher it, so we'll just refer to it as the minister from now on. Uh, but the minister essentially unpacked uh, what the kind of aims and goals are now that uh, the auction element of uh, the 5G spectrum is s- sorted out and what they are planning to do as of 1st July of the next 36 months up until the end of 2024. So uh, the minister said that the release of the high demand spectrum will improve the ability of mobile telecommunications operators to build robust telecommunications with better penetration and reach as we chase our goal of ensuring that all South Africans have access to the internet by 2024. To this end, the mobile t- telecommunications operators are starting to upgrade the telecommunications network and to build robust 5G telecommunication networks. Um, Yes, so telecommunication, uh, if you guys didn't get it, uh, was really important here. Um, So as far as the sites that uh, they are planning to uh, upgrade over the next 36 months, uh, they are exhaustive. Uh, Essentially, there are more than 33,000 locations, but they're broken up uh, like this. Um, They're aiming to connect 18,520 schools 5,731 clinics and hospitals, 8,241 traditional authority offices, uh, 919 libraries and uh, service centers. And that's going to be over the next 36 months, as you mentioned, um, using our little napkin maths that roughly translates to over 920 sites per month that they have to essentially upgrade uh, or improve as far as 5G connection is concerned, uh, which is a sizable, it is a mammoth task. And, uh, Given how drawn out this process has been to date, um, and although the telcos will be assisting in this regard, uh, the way the government works and a lot of the, I guess, uh, the dragging of feet that often happens or the hurdles that are placed in, in, in front of projects like this, of the scale, um, that goal seems really, really ambitious, and I, for one, am not really sure it's going to uh, come to fruition.
0: Yeah, you and me both, Robin. I just, uh, visions of SA Connect is all I'm going to say. Uh, that project just, it never got off the ground. And I, I kind of expect the same thing to happen here. Um, I'm happy to be proven wrong, of course, but it just kind of feels like posturing once again uh, from government side.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm also happy to prove wrong as well. Uh, but 14.4 14, 14. 4 billion Rand, that is a lot of money. Um, that needs to be used wisely. Um, This government doesn't have a good track record as far as corruption and the mysterious vanishing of money is concerned. Um, So let's hope that uh, things are done by the book here. And more importantly, I think that people, uh, the infrastructure is actually connected because we are lacking a bit as far as our 5G connectivity is concerned uh, compared to the rest of the world. I know that kind of Africa gets lumped to the side when it comes to these kind of initiatives, but South Africa with previous generations of broadband connectivity has really been at the forefront. Uh, But in recent years, we have kind of been falling behind. So hopefully that changes.
0: Mm. Fantastic. Right, let's move on to uh, some news about some hardware um asus's republic of gamers division or rog uh, announced two new notebooks will be added to its lineup uh coming to south africa in july those two notebooks are the rog flow x16 and the rog strict scar 17 special edition uh the flow x16 is an amd powered uh, notebook it's running in a ryzen 9 6900 hs uh it can house up to 32 gigs of ddr5 memory at 4800 um Stores up to storage up to two terabytes of NVMe storage, and the GPU is either an NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3050 Ti or an NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3070 Ti. Um, The display is a 16 by 10, 16 inch display with a QHD resolution, but it has mini LEDs, which is really, really Mm. nice. Uh, The display covers 100% of the DCI uh, P3 color space and is also VESA Display HDR 1000 certified. Uh, so this is a really nice notebook, but the one that caught my attention is the ROG Strix Scar 17 Special Edition. So this notebook houses an Intel Core i9-12950HX, uh, an NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3080 Ti laptop GPU. Hey, and the real draw here is that the TDP of the GPU and CPU can be can hit up to 175 watts each um asus says that the cpu running at uh, 175 watts tdp can only be done for a limited time but it was enough to yield a cinebench r23 score of twenty-two thousand two hundred fifty-seven, which is a massive score it's it's a that's a really really high score if you if you just need uh some context um uh there's support for DDR5 memory RAID 0 and then there's either a QHD 240Hz panel or full HD 360Hz panel um and yeah this is a this is a beastly notebook uh from from the the specifications uh and then obviously there's little not, there's some little extras like an invisible ink thing uh invisible ink printed on the the laptop lid that you can uh, use a blue light to see i it's really just A very important feature. (laughs) Yeah, it's all just gimmicky stuff. But like the hardware of this notebook is really impressive. Sadly, the price is uh, just as impressive. Uh, The notebook will start at 75,999 Rand. Um, Depending on your configuration, that price will go up, uh, but it will not go below line. So this will likely only appeal to the well-heeled notebook buyer. Um, so yeah, it's it's not really the the most consumer friendly or wallet friendly notebook rather, but it does look absolutely beastly in terms of performance. Um, hopefully we can get these in to review them because they do look fantastic both the flow x16 uh, which is a bit more of a sensibly priced notebook uh, the rtx 3050 ti iteration starts at nine nine, and the 3070 ti model of the um, flow x16 starts at 51 triple nine so i mean these are still high prices but uh, considering where the market is, these the, the, the Flow X16 I think is agreeably priced. Uh, the Strix Scar 17, though, it's going to have to put up a lot of performance uh, to justify that 75,000 grand
1: uh, price tag. But yeah. I have, to, I have to imagine it comes with like three power bricks. Uh, We've seen two power bricks, get ready for three. I mean, so the laptop manufacturers have
0: actually gotten a lot better at the size of their power bricks. So I'm hopeful that the same continues here. Uh, Yeah, it's 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 more the price that that has me kind of uh, questioning the sensibility of a notebook this expensive. Uh, But I mean, if you've got the money and it's good enough performance, then why not? You know. Uh, Both of these notebooks will arrive in South Africa in July. We don't have an exact launch date yet. But if you've been shopping around for a new notebook and this sort of matches your budget, then uh, keep an eye out for that in July.
1: Right, Clinton, you uh, yes. you gave yourself a little bit of a project this week. Do you want to tell us a bit more? Yeah, well, it wasn't this week. It's been like uh, two or three months in the making. It's been uh, quite a while. So let me just give you some quick context. I won't uh, spend too long on this. Uh, a few months ago, I discovered a site called Rebrickable. Basically, what Rebrickable does is that it allows people to share stuff they're made out of Lego, a like custom um, creation. The thing is that sites to share custom creations have been around for decades now. The thing that makes Rebrickable different is that you don't just share, you have to also provide instructions for what you've made. So uh, the thing about you know your own creations is that it's always been cool for other people to look at them, but when it comes to other people wanting to not copy you, but make something similar, or you know, just make the same thing outright. Um, you would either have to make instructions, or the people would just need to look at what you've made and kind of infer what you've done, which isn't, which wasn't always possible, especially when you have some really complex builds. So, what Rebrickable does is, it is that hub for people to share not just their creations, but their instructions. And a kind of sub feature of that is something called Alt build. Basically, old builds are when you take a product that LEGO already makes a, a set or um, a, a poly bag, which is just a smaller set, and you have to make something new with that set, and then you also create the instructions. And it creates this really cool uh, community within the, the broader LEGO community about how creative can we get, not just in the limitations of what the LEGO bricks are, but also in the limitations of... We can't just use all the Lego bricks in the world. We can only use the ones that are in a specific box. And even if you have, you know, a huge set set that has thousands of pieces, you're still limited by what you can make. So over the past few months, I've seen a lot of cool stuff on there. And I thought, you know, I want to make my own stuff. And I've started with a little project. I created the Tumblr from, you know, the Nolan Batman movies, probably the the most famous Batmobile at this point, maybe, um, aside from the 1989 one. Yeah, and I was just about to say, Tim yeah. Burton has entered the conversation. <laughs> he's standing behind me with a baseball bat. <laughs> um, The second most famous Batman movie, probably. And the set that I chose to make it off of was not because it would be the best set to make a tumbler. Uh, it was just for the challenge of it. So uh, for the most recent Batman movie, the Batman, they released three sets. And I took the smallest set that they made, which is basically just two uh, motorcycles and a bat signal. And using only the pieces in that, I made a little tumbler. And uh, I mean, it's not perfect, but I think I got a lot of features of the tumbler. I got the um, the front split wheels. I don't know what you call them. I saw a site calling them um, onboard wheels, or sorry, inboard wheels. I don't know if that term is correct, but I got that in. Despite the small size, I've made an enclosed um, cockpit. Which is also very difficult because again these are two bikes uh you know i couldn't do much um the cockpit fits batman with his long lego cowl it's got little controls um the wheels still roll freely some of these creations you have to do weird stuff with the wheels and they don't roll but it all rolls well um it's a bit fragile but i think anyone can build it and again i have full instructions and the instructions were another reason why this took me so long and why I wanted to learn this, um, you know, making instructions for a custom build is pretty difficult. Um, some people will say that it's actually not difficult. It just takes a long uh, time. And I kind of agree with that, but making instructions that are clear and precise and that people can follow, even people who aren't, you know, they haven't spent a lot of time building Lego sets, it, it took some doing. And I had to learn the software. The software, by the way, is called stud.io studio. Um, it's free to download. Anyone can use it and it is pretty intuitive the problem is that making custom lego instructions isn't really a topic that a lot of people are talking about and if you know i ran into so many small problems i had a problem just this morning creating a render and if you google you're probably not going to find help Uh, and you kind of just have to ask the community and wait uh, several days to find a reply to this very niche problem or you have to um you have to just sort it out yourself and something that i even did for this is that i had to do some 3d modeling so the reason for that is an important part of the set wasn't available in stud.io so i had to create it in a 3d modeling program and then import it into this so it was a whole journey if someone looks at the build it's so small and relatively simple that might say you spent you know you spent so long doing this well yeah (laughs) i had to learn all the software from scratch I had to create this thing from scratch. I had to do a lot of work to to do this um, project, which is just a little car at the end of the day. So uh, I'd appreciate it if everybody goes and checks this out. Um, the story we will link to all the stories that we mentioned. Um, the story has the full instructions in there embedded as a PDF from uh, Google Docs. You can open it in Google Docs if that's easier for you. You can download the PDF to just keep It's all free. Or you can go to Rebrickable and everything is on Rebrickable. So yeah, that was my little project for the last three months. I don't know if I'm going to do something else like this. I kind of want to do one for Star Wars. But we'll see. You know, um, I really have a a big appreciation for both the people at LEGO who do this as their job. And an even bigger appreciation for people who don't do this as their job. Um, People have made sets that have like 10,000 pieces. And they've made their own custom instructions. And that's mind-blowing. Um, On the other side, in Rubricable, you can actually sell your instructions um, through PayPal. Um, And again, our one is completely free. But I mean, when you're making a project that takes you like six months to do and you've made a, a thousand page book of the instructions, I think you are entitled to be paid for that. So check out my story. It was a fun little build and you can build it too because the set sells in South Africa for I think 250 rand is what I paid. And I think you can even find it for closer to 200. So check it out
0: awesome right time to chat about mickey mouse i mean sorry disney um so disney plus launched this week if you didn't know uh i would like to know how you stay off social media in 2022 because it was pretty much the only thing everybody could talk about on the 18th of uh, may when disney plus was officially available in south africa um At the time, there was a lot of hubbub from South African influencers, everybody saying how excited they were and how amped they were. Uh, But since then, a couple of problems have started to rear their head. But I think let's start with the the actual launch itself. Um, So on 18th of May, 18th of May, yeah. The yeah. Disney Plus service, Disney Plus service launched. Uh, did you guys sign up for it, Robin? Let's let's start with you. Did you sign up for Disney Plus on 18th?
2: Yeah. So, uh, Clinton wrote a story about a special offer. Um, remember correctly, it was 950 or 980? Uh, uh yeah, 950. Yeah. So, um, it offered you 12 months worth of subscription uh, for eight months worth of price. Um, so, yeah. it sounded like a good offer. Um, I was going to be interested in using the service anyway. Not necessarily for 12 months, but uh, it was a good enough offer. So I signed up for that.
1: Sorry. I did not sign up, but I am using it now. The reason is that um, uh, through Disney, I did get a press, not a press pass, but I got a, a code for a, a subscription. So I didn't sign up on the day, um, but I, I am now using the service, which I can kind of attest to. If I would have signed do I think I would have signed up? Um, If I didn't get that code, uh, I'm not sure just because uh, I mentioned in the past, I usually spend a lot of my streaming time watching YouTube and I do pay for YouTube premium. So, you know, I can't talk about a hypothetical world in which I didn't get the code and I um, paid for it myself, but I am now signed up. So I don't know if that answers your question, Brendan.
0: Yeah. So I didn't sign up. um, And the main reason for that is
1: who launches a streaming
0: service on the 18th of the month? Well, what's the point? Yeah, it's, uh, like, it's very weird timing. So for one, right, I'm sure you can sign up for the year-long the the year, uh, the year-long package, which is 1,100 Rand, which is extreme. Um, yeah. And you're putting a lot of faith in Disney to say that they're going to have enough content for you to watch for a year. Um, the other side is that when you need to re – when that subscription comes up again – um one hundred and ten rand on the eighteenth of the month is not really something that i'm I'm looking to spend unexpectedly. Of course you can't b- budget for it and whatever, but like the eighteenth of the month, really so I am still debating whether I will sign up for Disney plus um look, there's a lot of great content on there, but one hundred and ten rand a month is a lot of money to ask
1: for a one studios subscription service right yeah, I um, think. I think the rationale, I can't talk about the date, but I think the rationale of saying, you know, jump in for a whole year is that South Africans have been waiting a very long time to get yeah. their hands on it. So I I think the, the thinking on Disney's part, and this is just conjecture, is that people know what shows they want to watch already. They're like probably already planned it out and everything. Um, so we can just launch it and offer a good deal on a year's thing because people... You know they know what you expect um, for the most part. Even though, as we're going to discuss, there have been a lot of problems. So I think that's the rationale behind it. I, I don't understand the 18th of May. Um, uh, obi Ob One, the new show launches on the 27th. I I think maybe they wanted to make sure everything was fine before then, instead of launching like on the day that the new show is out. So I mean, they have information. I'm sure they. I mean, according to their you... systems, it was right.
2: Surely going to launch it on the 4th of May? Yeah. Yeah. To own Star Wars. <laughs> so, Surely yeah. on the 4th of May.
0: So I do just want to uh, mention that because on the day that uh, Disney Plus launched, I saw a lot of chatter in amongst all the influencers saying how great the service was. A lot of chatter about folks who had signed up for the year long subscription at a discount uh, but weren't receiving an SMS or an yeah. email from the service. Um, So it seems like that was a bit of a a teething problem. Um, Maybe they didn't have enough capacity to send them out fast enough. I mean, we know ourselves from sending out our daily newsletter that sending out a lot of emails at once can really, really strain your server uh, or just your your entire infrastructure, really. So I do wonder if that might have been the cause for that. It wasn't a good look, but I think that... When there's something new and there's a lot of interest in it, there's a lot of traffic to that stuff, and you can't really ever plan for
1: how popular something is going to be, right? I I don't understand why they didn't send out the codes for people who booked early ahead of time. I, I completely understand what you're yeah. saying, Brennan. And I, I under, like you said, we have experience with this. this stuff just hits the wall sometimes. But yeah. They had, I think it was like two weeks or even three weeks between the announcement that I covered of, hey, we're going to give you the special and mm-hmm. the launch of the service. As soon as people paid, why didn't they just send them the code? Because uh, they were waiting for that email. They could have sent that email ahead of time. And again, Absolutely. this is this is us guessing maybe there was some internal back-end reason why they couldn't have. <sighs> you know, that perfectly that's a perfectly cromulent explanation. Um, so who knows? But I, I, I just don't understand the people who signed up first. Why didn't you just send it to them first? It's yeah. um It seems a bit silly.
0: So, yeah, that I think was one of the bigger issues on launch day was the fact that folks weren't getting their, uh, their discounted uh, code or their discount code. Um, but for the most part, things seem to be going quite smoothly at first, right? Uh, I think that's also by virtue of the fact that, A... The, a lot of the conversation was happening during work hours, so a lot of people couldn't actually sit down and stream, although I'm sure there are people who are working from home. You're not really <laughs> going to sit down and watch the first season of Loki uh, while you're working, you know? Yeah. So I think that there was a lot of excitement, and uh, a lot of that was fueled by influencers. I know I'm harking on the influencer point here, but it's important for what's to come. So lots of people seeing all the positive stuff about th- that the influencers are saying, And then people got home and that's where I think the wheels started to come off. So Robin, do you want to just pick this up because you, uh, well, I mean, we ran a poll. You were the actual one that posted it. You had the bright idea. Um, You put out a poll asking, it's only been a day. How would you describe your Disney Plus experience so far Uh, with the options, mostly negative, mostly positive or somewhere in the middle? So do you want to just chat to us about that quickly, Robin?
2: Yeah, so that kind of decision was kind of prompted by my own experience and i just wanted to kind of gauge what other people were experiencing and i know that twitter polls um aren't exactly a great litmus test i don't know uh, apparently
0: <laughs> according to elon musk they
1: like <laughs> the,
2: use the it heights
0: to make, of
1: research yeah use it to make multi-billion dollar decisions anyway,
2: yeah, like, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't think gartner are going to be using twitter polls but, um, <laughs> so we just kind of put it out just to kind of gauge you, uh, get a general idea. Also, to just kind of stay in the conversation a little bit. Um, normally, when you kind of send out a poll, it doesn't do great. I'm um, ashamed to say uh, maybe 20 or so votes. But this time around, it got 65 votes. I know, again, that's not a lot. Uh, but it. I guess the feedback and the replies to that poll were actually a bit more telling. Mm. So as far as the feedback is concerned, um, 11% said mostly positive. Uh the one that went out in the end uh, was mostly negative with 54%, and then 35% said somewhere in the middle. And I think that's probably going to swim back to you, Brennan, as far yeah. as some of the more feedback that we are getting from that poll.
0: Yeah, so um, th- that's obviously not a good look uh, for, for Disney+, Plus, uh, given that sentiment was mostly negative. This, so this is one day, as Robin said. It's only 65 votes, but I think it gives us an idea of where things are, because mostly negative and somewhere in the middle is not a good way to launch uh launch the service um but i think the we need to go into the reasons why so in these uh these responses to the poll uh, we saw a lot of people complaining about the actual apps that are being used so on launch day, uh, we tried to download a uh, the Disney Plus app on the Xbox and lo and behold, it's not available in the Microsoft Store. It's also not available in the PlayStation Store. So Disney Plus apps are not available on local con- consoles locally. So Xbox One or the Xbox Microsoft Store uh, and the PlayStation Store, you will not find the Disney Plus app, which is a, a very big misstep in my opinion. Yeah. The second side of this is that... While we haven't had it confirmed by Disney and we have asked them, it appears as if South Africans have received the hot star version of the Disney Plus app.
1: So to explain this, so sorry, Brendan. I hmm. just want to cut you off quickly. If you go and download the Disney Plus app for South Africa on the Google Play Store for yeah. Android, it says Disney Hotstar. Oh, it does it?
2: So S- I know same for the uh, iPad and Yes. So
1: before, I know we're still waiting, and while we talk about Disney+, Plus, I do just want to say we are waiting for Disney to respond to some of our comments. Um, We're waiting for that to happen. And also next week, I have an interview with Christine Service, who's um, kind of the head of country in South Africa. So we we are waiting to hear back from Disney, and we are going to have that feedback from them. But I do just want to add to Brendan's point here that maybe it's not the Hotstar version, but if you go on the Play Store and it says Disney Hotstar, what... Um, conclusion yeah. are we supposed to come to it literally says hot star so uh, sorry brendan uh, please continue with what you're, yeah, you're saying okay. there.
0: so so if the app is saying there's disney hot disney Hotstar, yeah it does it says, says disney Hotstar electronic uh so that's the publisher so okay to explain why this is different so disney plus hot star is available in malaysia Indonesia, and India. I believe there might be a few more, but those are the three main territories where it's available. This app is designed for those territories to be less data-hungry, and it's there are fewer features because it is designed to be less data-hungry. The problem with this is that certain features just aren't there. So there's really bad, reportedly according to what we've seen, really bad HDR uh, implementation, inconsistent 4K playbook uh, 4K playback on a one gigabit line. But perhaps the one that's really sticking with people is the um, the aspect ratio adjustments. So there is a lot of older content on Disney+. Plus. And when I say old, I mean like, you can go and watch Firefly if you want. Hell, you can go and watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I think was over in the 90s. So that means that the aspect ratio of these older shows is four by three. Now the actual Disney Plus app allows you to use an adaptive, uh, adaptive, um, aspect ratio. So it will, f- you can force all the content to be in 16 by nine aspect ratio rather than four by three, but it doesn't look very good because the original content content was done in four by
2: three.
0: It's a bit more complicated than that, but cause I mean, you can, you, if you filmed on film, you could put it to any aspect ratio you want. But for the purposes of this example, let's assume that the content was originally filmed in 4x3. So when you stretch it out, it looks really bad. And on the main Disney Plus app, you are able to toggle this feature on and off. But it seems like it's enabled by default on the South African version of the app. So this is all just culminated in folks having a really, really bad time and a really bad experience. I've seen um, for, uh, videos of friends who are unable to scrub through content on their TV. They have to either exit the show and start re-watching it from the beginning or they just have to make do with, oh, well, I've missed some content now. Um, there's, there's just so many issues that people have brought up and just friends contacting me saying, hey, do you know about this Disney Plus thing? And I can thankfully say, sorry, I don't have it. I can't help you. Um, but yeah, it's just really not good. Robin, what's your experience been? Cause I, uh, y- you mentioned to me yesterday that you had some issues with, uh, some Apple tech and the Disney plus app.
2: Yeah. So, um, I guess when I initially, uh, signed up and got the, the promo code, uh, full that paid and all good, all those good things. Um, I started watching the app on my browser, which is, uh, it's it's Google Chrome on a MacBook, um, mm-hmm. and that experience was fairly solid. Um, unfortunately, it, it's really frustrating because every time you want to log into Disney Plus, oh my um, gosh, oh jeez, you have to have an SMS code um, sent to your phone, uh, which if it's not close at hand is even more frustrating. Um, So
1: Robin, sorry not to cut you off. I just mm -hmm. just want to give more information about this. Apparently the SMS login feature is also because of the hot star connection. Apparently. Um, I've heard that the regular version of Disney is just a regular, you know, um, login, email and password. password. Yeah. Um, It is so frustrating. Robin's like underselling it. Do you have to do an SMS one time pin every single time you log in? And this isn't just like, oh, it might log you out of your browser. No, if you close the window that you have Disney Plus open and then you open it again, you have to log in again. SMS thing again. It is so frustrating. I, if that's the system, at least give you like a once per day login or something. Yeah. Every time you log in, you have to go through an SMS. Sorry, Robin, yeah, and I think That's,
2: that, that's going to be quite uh, more frustrating because um, the way I kind of set up my profiles is I had my own one, and then I set up one for the rest of my family to just kind of explore and see what's on Disney Plus when they when they want to. Um, I can't recall now how many profiles you can set up on it's, on
1: the app. It's four. four. One account is allowed up to four shared things. So just I want to just protect Robin there, and so people who don't know this isn't Robin um, doing Bad against things. the terms yeah. of service um, password sharing. It is by design. When they were advertising this, they said up to four accounts. We are using the service as intended.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess it'll be really frustrating, for example, to be getting WhatsApp messages from my family saying, please give us the code. And I remember, there's a timer on the code as well. I think it's something like 20 It's 30 like seconds. 30 seconds. It's so short. So, so if I don't give them the code in, the, in, the, in, in a good enough lead time and they're able to put it into their app uh, when they're logging in, um they're gonna need another code so it's Uh, it's a really frustrating system
0: and also i just want to add that uh it's now happened twice where i've tried to put in uh the otp and the otp doesn't come through so fun
2: it's very fun so i guess on the first day um i really kind of got stuck into it in the evening um i started watching uh the world according to jeff goldblum love jeff goldblum uh listen i'll listen to the man read the phone book it's it's great stuff um was probably watching, I think, six or seven episodes deep. And then when the eighth episode started, it just kicked me out of the app. It kicked me out, I think, about eight times, each time requiring a new OTP to be sent to my phone, which was fantastic. Um, and then I just kind of got fed up and just closed the app entirely. Um, that's kind of what sparked the poll that we posted the, the following day, just to kind of gauge what people's experiences was. Um, unfortunately, the experience of the iPad Isn't any better, Uh, like I mentioned already. It was kicking me out quite a lot. Uh, I'm not too sure why there was a case where it's not necessarily optimized for iPad or not. Um, I then tried to watch it on an Apple TV with my family. Um, That experience, however, was far far better. Um, The again, um, you're gonna have the login problem. So what happens is, if for example, I am watching a series or whatever uh i'm done watching i turn off my tv the apple tv that's connected to that tv will take maybe three or four minutes before it powers down once i power up the tv again and power on my apple tv i have to re in. i don't have to do that for any other streaming service that's mm. loaded onto my apple tv i don't have to do it for netflix i don't have to do it for, for uh, amazon prime video i don't have to do it for dstv now i don't have to do anything mm. I it, it boggles the mind as to why that's happening um but that's kind of been my experience. As far as the UI and navigation on Apple TV compared to the browser and the iPad, the Apple TV is far and away the best experience I've had so far. Um, I did find it weird, though. Um, I was watching on a 4K TV, mm-hmm. and the, um, the resolution was set to auto, and it looked... Um, uh, how can I say it? looked like a potato. Uh, it, was, it was really, really bad. Um, did you
1: Mm-hmm. go ahead uh,
2: I just said I, I had to uh then change the setting to uh 720p also' still terrible I tried up to 1080p and that that's kind of where the limit is uh for for whatever reason I can't get anything higher than that and I wasn't watching all this stuff I was watching avatar um which and, I, and which seems like relatively recent enough to kind of support a higher resolution um so yeah it was Although the actual watching of the film was was, was good once I sorted out the resolution aspects, um, I will just say that the experience, depending on device, varies greatly.
0: Yeah. So, So, uh, yeah, No, carry on.
1: I just want to talk about my stuff quick. I won't, I haven't watched as much as Robin yet, so I won't take as long. So let me just run you guys through. I've only used it on Chrome on Windows. Um, I just haven't had time to check out other venues. Um, and I've only watched five episodes of Moon Knight um, out of six. So that's like four hours or so of content. First problem I had, aside from the login stuff that Robin's covered, I also think it's ridiculous that you need to log in through the SMS and they give you such a short amount of time. It's it's just bad. I, I don't know any other words to use except to say that it's bad. Um, first problem I had is I just wanted to scroll around and look at what they had. Um, a lot of the kind of tiles, the explore area, would just not load. Um, you know, you scroll, and then you're like, oh, watch this or this. And then I tried to do that, and it just showed me blank images. So that wasn't great, but I thought, okay, listen, I want to watch Moon Knight. I don't need to look through what I want to watch. I'm just going to watch Moon Knight. I watched it. Um, the subtitles are not spaced well at all. Um I don't want to say that the text is overlapping. It's just sometimes it'll be formatted badly. And it's just like, I'm not a big fan of Netflix. But of the times I've watched Netflix, every single piece of subtitles have been perfect. And I'm not saying like, oh, they misspelled a word wrong or they used the US spelling. No, I just mean like you formatted the subtitles incorrectly. And for a show like Moonlight to to make basic mistakes like that, for a multi-billion dollar company, Disney, it's just... How can you mess that up? It, it's, it's so simple.
0: <laughs> it's also worth mentioning, Clinton, that Disney Plus is only new in South Africa.
1: The service launched in, what, 2019? Yes, so that's world? what I wanted to bring up about the um, the whole 4x3 aspect ratio, Brendan, is that I thought this was solved because mm. when it first came out, a lot of people were rightfully pointing out that in, in a show like The Simpsons, the creators cleverly use the frame to tell a story um, where something at the top of the frame or the bottom of the frame would not be explicitly pointed out mm. but it would be part of the joke and when they cut it to 16 by 9 you lost those jokes so eventually disney kind of conceded the point and they said okay we'll give you the option so i'm just baffled why now in 2022 they haven't properly implemented that for the hot star uh version which mm. we have again so uh, like you said brendan it's it's new for us, but it, uh, it's old for the rest of the world, and they should have sorted this out. Um, so after the uh, the the explore stuff not showing up, after the subtitles not being great, the it, everything did run smoothly. Um, I set it to I didn't set it to auto, I set it to 1080p forced. It looks decent. Um, again, this is Moonlight, this should be premiere you know marvel disney stuff um it it looked decent for 1080p but i don't think it was real 1080p i think it was i think upscaled. it was 1080 no 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 not upscaled i just think it um it has a very low bitrate i yeah. think that's it what's going be, on it
0: could be hella compressed
1: yes like... it could all, it could be bitrate and or compression or mm-hmm. bitrate problems caused by compression it's i think it's like worse than youtube 1080p mm-hmm. yeah i again i I, I want someone like um uh, Digital Foundry to kind of <laughs> do a little a look into that. And so I, again I will I don't want to like you know go into the points and say, oh this is so horrible, it's so horrible. Um I just want to say that it looked good but not good enough and maybe not as much as it um, would have met my expectations. I'm really curious to see what 4K looks like. I don't have a 4K TV, but I have a phone that I think has like a 3k screen so maybe i can force it um uh, Bro- robin when you have a chance i just check moon knight i don't think moon knight is even offered in 4k i didn't see that option but maybe it's because of the screen i was using so maybe you can check that out for me and kind of report back next week or something mm-hmm. so my personal experience was fine i didn't have as many problems as other people have had but if someone asked me, should I get Disney Plus right now, I'll unfortunately have to say no. Yeah. And again, that's just really disappointing. Um, sorry, I, I cut you off when Robin stopped um, with no. his thing. Yeah. Go no, ahead. So Randy.
0: I think the next thing we need to talk about, and it's probably the thing where uh, Disney wins, is the content. So I know oh, I've been yeah. moaned at the beginning that, oh, it's all from one studio. Um, but I mean, I've just been
1: scrolling while we've been talking, and there, there's a nice spread of content here, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not—it's technically not one, <laughs> yeah, because it is just Disney, but it—it's also Fox, and it's yeah. also Discovery, and it's also um, National Geographic, and yeah. Pixar, and
0: Marvel. So I mean, there's a nice variety of content, right? I mean, you have all the Star Wars stuff that's there, except for Episode Four for some reason. Um, you have like the Disney animated films, Disney Pixar films like I really want to watch Encanto because if I hear one more TikTok with a song from that movie and I haven't seen the movie, I'm going to lose my mind um, you mentioned The Simpsons I mean there's a lot of older stuff, I mentioned Bub- Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, Firefly if you want you can go back and watch all of Scrubs if that's your jam um, except for the last season
1: which oh, really? Exist. Oh,
0: Okay. really? Um, but you know <laughs> I don't know whether this is a big enough draw for people because – although I say that and I immediately know that I'm going to get challenged because, I mean, this is good content. There's even Die Hard. So I no longer have to rent Die Hard every Christmas,
1: you know? It's such – it's a big expense. I have to rent it. It's every year I'm renting that movie. (laughs) You think
0: I'm joking. But every year on Christmas,
1: I rent Die Hard. So –
0: I don't know, do you guys, is it, do you, because you are using it, do you think that the the content is worthy of that 110 Rand a month subscription fee? Robin, let's
2: start with you. Um, I'm not too sure yet. I, I think I'd need a month under my belt of, of viewing. Um, mm. I think it also kind of depends what happens with other streaming services, whether or not uh, Disney will start getting a little bit more uh, vicious as far as pulling licenses mm. and almost like addition by subtraction uh, for other services. Um, I think when that starts happening, then you'll potentially see the value. Uh, I know it sucks for the other streaming services, but uh, this is show business, not show friends. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so, so, so I think as far as breadth of content is concerned, I think the fact that, weirdly, the fact that we haven't got it in South Africa for quite some time and we're getting it now means that you have quite a log, uh, quite a big buffer to kind of get yeah. through and kind of really enjoy a lot of what's what's available in terms of original shows. I think it will be start become, becoming more telling as far as once you kind of caught up mm-hmm. and now you're kind of waiting and say when's this coming? When's this coming? Also, I'm interested to see what happens as far as simultaneous releases go uh, yeah. where you have a theatrical release and availability on the streaming service at a, at a cost. Um, whether or not South Africa is going to kind of fit within that model, uh, if that happens, that's a really interesting prospect. Uh, especially as the pandemic is so ongoing and people are, uh, I guess, a little still a little hesitant to head into theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think <laughs> I know we always said every single podcast we're going kind to of wait and see, but I think it is very much a case of kind of wait and see. Perhaps get this month under my belt, and they're going to see as of how much content i've gone through and how much more i still want to watch
1: and yourself clinton so uh, I'm, i've just been thinking while we've been talking about that question of what uh would i have bought it um if i didn't get that media thing i think i would have bought one month and then i would have gone from there um you know i love a good deal but i don't know if i would have parted with a thousand rand or you know close to it nine hundred and fifty yeah. so going back to your question i think i would have bought one month and then like robin said i would have gone from there and that's going to be the whole talent thing and uh, going back to something robin said as well that i wanted to bring up and he kind of got there before me is that south africans kind of do have that all that great stuff to catch up on which is mainly the new marvel shows and the new star wars shows i mean you can buy a month of the service and just watch that and i think that's well worth the money so Mm -hmm we'll need to see what happens and i'm also interested to see on the 27th of may um the first two episodes of the obi-wan it's just called obi-wan kenobi uh, the obi-wan show it sounds like a variety hour thing. um that will come out overseas on the 27th of may i'm very interested to see what a disney plus south africa launch looks like and i know it's not on the same Kind of scale as a big movie launching uh, in theaters and then also on streaming, but I think it's going to be the first litmus test of content mm. and the second big test for the service after the the launch. And I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Disney because this launch hasn't been the best. So mm. yeah, I think a lot of we'll see how this pans out on the twenty seventh, which is exactly a week from today. I didn't notice it's um next week Friday, so. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I'm happy to see Moonlight here. And the only other thing I want to mention, I think we'll get into the closing part of the podcast now, but um, I did just want to say, you know, there is all these shows for people to watch, but how many people have already seen this stuff through nefarious means? Now, whenever we talk about pirating, we have to say that pirating is against the law and we do not recommend it. But we have to be cognizant of the fact that people... Break the law and they watch this stuff um, because they have no other choice. And I don't want to get into the morality or the legality of this stuff, but I do just want to point out that whenever we talk about the history of South African entertainment in the past 10 years, it has been dominated by uh, Marvel slash Disney stuff. And Mm -hmm. even during the presentation that they put out for the launch of it, they said, you know, we, we love the South African market and the South African market loves Disney. And that's just not like PR hawk it's true um i can't remember the exact amount but if you look at the top 10 grossing movies in south africa i think something ridiculous like eight or nine out out of them are marvel sorry um disney owned properties so Mm -hmm. if you have such a love for the property in a country and then you you turn around and you say to your customers hey we got this really cool stuff um you're not going to be able to watch it for two years it's kind of a slap in the face and it's no surprise that over the last two years people have been watching that content illegally by pirating it so again i don't want to get into morality i don't want to get into legality but of the people who were so excited for disney plus to come to south africa how many of them couldn't wait and have already seen the content by pirating it um, I, mean, I have no idea because obviously I, I'm not a soothsayer. Sorry, Brendan.
0: Yeah, I mean I I just know from my own sphere of influence that many people have already seen some of the content. I mean I wrote yeah. I wrote a 10 things to catch up on piece uh, on Disney Plus at lawn, on launch day, but I mean a lot of the stuff has been out since like 2019, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been years. content. And, and at this point, like like for me, I really want to watch Loki, but you know, I the the FOMO that I had when it was released meant that I sorted out and I went to friends' houses where they had had uh, access to Disney Plus to watch this, and it, it's just bizarre to me that it took a so long to get here and B the state in which it's launched. Just like I hear what you're saying, because about them saying that they loved they loved the South African market, but what's happened this week kind of is contrary to that statement because. It just feels like, ah, you know, no console apps. Uh, a half—I can't say that word—but a really lackluster app experience. Um, the login, the login situation with one-time pins—it it just doesn't feel like Disney cares about the market. That's my
1: opinion, and they can challenge me on it, and I would love for them to challenge me on it. But and the, I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they've never done this. Um, you know, in South Africa. They've never launched Disney Plus in South Africa. You can't say, Oh, other companies have launched other streaming services. Yeah, but every case is unique. Um so I, I'm willing to let them have the the benefit of the doubt for a while, but at the end of the day, people are parting with their hard earned money. Mm-hmm. And it's Disney. <laughs> yeah. They're like as big as they come, why should we be giving this this pass? Just because, you know, they have Iron Man and I really like Iron Man. So yeah. we'll have to see how it goes. Um Uh, Sorry, and the other thing, the last thing I want to mention about the whole pirating situation is that if you went on Twitter when those shows were coming out, you know, the Marvel and the Star Wars stuff, if you looked at the trending tabs, there was a lot of discussion about those shows in South Africa from South Africans. And people, they had this kind of unspoken rule where they were talking about the stuff that they shouldn't have had legal access to. And no one ever said, hey, how are you guys watching the show? It's not out yet. (laughs) And then, like, you have to either send them a DM. It's like, hey, be cool, dude. Um, <laughs> or you just don't reply. So, it's, I mean, Disney had to have been seeing that stuff on Twitter, right? They, they're they not dumb. <laughs> they, they're just not. I, I mean, I know people who work there. They, they're good. They, they're good at their jobs. It's just that I think there, was, there were problems. I'm sure there were legal issues, like who holds the rights and they had to adapt and choice. again sorry i wanted to say yeah. multi choice but i sneezed at the same time and another Multiple thing choice. we have to another thing we have to point out is that no matter how strong the need or the want for stuff in south africa is we have to realize that at the end of the day for anything to happen in this country it has to go through overseas mm. whenever no matter how much autonomy our, um, the managers of our region have, at the end of the day, they cannot move until they get the go-ahead from overseas. Yeah, That's just how the way multi-national um, corporations work. This isn't a Disney problem. This is a corporation problem. So I'm sure stuff that we're talking about today has already been discussed in some closed-doors Disney office somewhere. And maybe dis- uh, decisions made were made for reasons we're not privy to. So... Yeah, at the end of the day, I understand some of these foibles, but how long should we have to put up with them? I'm not entirely sure.
0: Yeah, I think we can wrap up on that point. Uh, I think the consensus is that if you are excited about Disney Plus, maybe just wait a little while longer, right? Wait until maybe uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is completely released. um, If that's something you've been excited about, or do what Clinton suggested and, and get a month and Take it from there and see whether it's something that you, that you want to to continue pursuing. We don't want I to hope... tell you what to do with
1: your money, but yeah, yeah. sorry, Clinton, go ahead. I I really hope that after the like first month, they introduce at least like one or two weeks free of a free trial. Mm. Um, I think that will maybe not assuage fears about spending your money, but it's good to give people a sample before they buy. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I think a two week or even a one month free trial will be good. Oh, um, so one des- week.
0: One week is where I think yeah. most
1: companies are.
0: Let's not like give people hope, yeah. Yeah. One week is yeah. generally the, the, the industry yeah. standard.
1: Yeah, even one week, I understand why they couldn't, because they wanted to sell the, the one year deal and the one year deal on the face of it is a good deal. Um yeah, we'll have to see what happens. I think a one week would help and I think my advice is that if you are a big Disney fan and you'd like already had a list of stuff you wanted to watch, then if you're only going to watch on like a browser, which seems to be the most stable or even a mobile app, if you have shows you want to watch and you are going to watch it on those platforms, then I think there's not a lot of harm in buying like one month and going from there. Um, but if you're kind of unsure and you, you wanted to watch it on your console or your TV, then maybe you should wait.
0: Yeah. And we will keep our eye on the app as, as the months we're on. And, uh, we'll keep you updated as to the quality of the streaming experience. Uh, Robin, do you want to add anything before we wrap up for the day?
2: Uh, no, I think we've kind of covered all the bases. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think, uh, it will be kind of interesting to see. I'm, I'm not necessarily worried about the, uh, original stuff, uh, like the star Wars and Marvel stuff. I'm kind of more interested to see what Disney plus has in terms of local content plans, uh, concerned. Um, yeah, uh, We've spoken a little bit about how Disney loves South Africa and South Africa loves Disney back. Um, The proof of the pudding, I think, for me will be uh, as far as kind of supporting local artists, local filmmakers, uh, local creators and kind of seeing more local content on the platform.
0: Do something like Encanto, but in Africa,
1: Disney. Come on. Well, so I will talk about a previous story I wrote. There is South African content coming and there's more planned. Um, I don't know if it will be like a two hundred million dollar animation like Encanto was, but there is some local content coming, um, and hopefully that's a big draw and they invest more in the uh, in the continent and the country. Fantastic! Disney, just do a bit better, guys. We we
0: want, yeah. we want we want we want to support you. We want to like the service. We want to be able to binge watch all Star Wars episodes in one sitting, but you got to do better it's yeah. not about the content alone it's about the user experience and we've gone on about user experience for so many years please just invest some money into it but that's going to do it from us thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the weekly Hypertext and Moan session about technology <laughs> um, we promise next week we'll try our hardest not to moan and maybe cheer something cheer something on uh, but from myself Brendan Lott cheerio from Clinton Matos bye everybody and from Robin Lichetti Take care, everyone. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.
2: Bye. Cheers.
1: are sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time.